Welcome to the Design Doctor Podcast, where we talk about how to decorate, remodel, or build a home without losing your mind. I'm your host, Krisha Palmer, physician turned interior designer and life coach. So come on in and have a seat. Let's talk. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. Do you remember that scene in the movie When Harry Met Sally? When Carrie Fisher's character asks Sally, or Meg Ryan, about the wagon wheel coffee table. (laughs) I had totally forgotten about this scene until recently, and I looked up a clip on YouTube. And it's super funny because Carrie Fisher's character and her new husband disagree on whether their new wagon wheel coffee coffee maker, their new wagon wheel coffee table looks good or not. And it's literally like an old wagon wheel on a pedestal with a piece of glass over it. And they're asking Harry and Sally what they think. Harry's like, oh, it's fine. And Sally is looking at it and shaking her head no, like, no, you got to get rid of this. So they clearly disagreed. The men liked the wagon wheel coffee table and the women did not. (laughs) And this just makes me laugh because this is so real. I mean, this happens all the time. How many times have you disagreed with your partner about certain decorating choices? Well, that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Maybe you like really traditional lines and your partner likes mid-century modern or vice versa, or maybe you like really feminine, light, cheerful colors and your partner likes vibrant, bold, uh, more saturated colors. Whatever it is, you can find a way to work around it. So in this episode, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of tips (laughs) that you can take and use when you and your partner either have different design styles, different decorating tastes, or you're just disagreeing about a certain decision in your home. Number one is just make sure that you each know where you're coming from. Make sure that you really have different styles. A lot of people will say, well, we have very different styles, so it's really hard for us to figure out what we want in our home. But when you dive deep, usually they're not as different as you might think. Sometimes they are, and that's okay. But but you want to really dive into that and explore that because lots of times our perception of what our partner likes and dislikes isn't always accurate. So it's usually based on their isolated comments or opinions about different things. For example, your partner sees a mid-century modern chair and claims that he or she hates it, right? So you conclude, well, they don't really like mid-century modern, but I really do, so we're not going to agree on things. But that's not necessarily the case. Many people have a hard time visualizing what an entire room will look like. While they might not be crazy about one isolated chair, When they see the picture of the whole room, it can change their perception. And this is the way it is for all of us. So what I recommend if you're perceiving, if your perception is that your partner has a very different design style, is look through pictures together. Go through Pinterest or Instagram and look at photos of entire rooms, not just a piece of furniture or a light fixture. Look at entire rooms and each each of you can point out what you like, what you don't like, and why. And that's going to give you a much 
better sense of what each other's decorating styles are or preferences are, even if your partner doesn't necessarily have a decorating style, what your preferences are, rather than just basing your opinions on isolated pieces. The other thing that might be useful is you can each take my find your own design style quiz. So I'll link that in the show notes uh, if you want to use that, but each of you can go through that and then kind of get a little bit more objective view of, of what your design style is. So tip number two, ask your partner to tell you how he or she really wants to feel in the room that you're working in. So many people don't care too much about the decorative elements or motifs. For example, my husband doesn't really care uh, what color this chair is, but he does care about how the space feels. So get really specific. How do you want this chair to feel? How do you want the sofa to feel? How do you want to be able to see the TV? Do you need a place for a drink? Have them think about their routine in that room, how they live in it on a day-to-day basis, and what would make it better, more efficient, or more comfortable. So instead of just focusing on, do you like this color? Do you like this chair? Really clarify and go into detail. How do you want to feel in the room? That's really going to enhance your communication and your ability to compromise. Number three, And this is so hard, you guys. This is so hard, I know. Withhold judgment. (laughs) Ultimately, all of this is subjective. There's no right or wrong. So really try to hold space for your partner. Listen, hear what they're saying, and respect each other's opinions. Try looking at things from their perspective. This can actually be a great opportunity for growth. Even I found sometimes that when my husband throws out a suggestion and my first inclination is like, I know what I'm doing, whatever. But when I stop and think about it, I'm like, you know what? You might be right. Let's try that. So it can open, open yourself up to trying new things and seeing things from different perspectives. One thing that I think we get into the habit of um, when it comes to you know, compromising over how we de- decorate our houses or more complicated or complex issues is that we all sort of have this imaginary guidebook in our heads about how our significant other should should behave, right? This is a concept that I learned in my life coach training. And it's hard to admit, but once you do really see it and start paying attention and becoming aware of it, you'll see how it influences your relationship. So we all have this kind of playbook or guidebook about how other people in our life should act. With my relationship with my mom should do this, she shouldn't do this, she should be this way, should re- she should react this way when I tell her something. The same way with my friends or my partner. We, Whether we want to admit it or not, we have that sort of manual for how we want or expect other people to act. The issue, the, the problem with that is that We have absolutely no control over what other people do, no matter how close they are to us. Even though we think we do, we really don't. All we can can control is how we react to that other person. So there's a sense of freedom that comes when you become aware of that and you decide to just throw away your manual for that person. Just throw it away and just accept them exactly the way they are. 
it's very freeing. So that's kind of going a little bit into to deeper things. Um, we're kind of just, you know, we're just talking about decorating styles. But when we have a manual or a guidebook for what we want our significant other to like or not like, we're not really allowing them to be their authentic selves. And ultimately, they're going to do what they want to do. They're going to like what they like. And so if we can throw away all those expectations, throw away that manual and just accept them as they are and hold space for all of their opinions, even if they're different from ours, we're going to be able to work together and come to decisions more easily and compromise more easily. Tip number four, when it comes down to one room, let's just say there's one room in particular that you're focusing on. Ask yourself who uses it the most, who spends the most time there, and whoever it is, of course, that person should get most of the input. So this is a good way to determine where you're compromising. So for example, in our home office, I work from home, and so it is predominantly me that uses that space. So it's decorated really strongly according to my taste. My husband's fine with that because he comes in here sometimes and uses his desk, but he's not in here on a daily basis like I am. So that was sort of a compromise. If we had another space, so for example, in a house that we previously lived in, he really wanted a room where he, he's an emergency medicine physician. He works nights. Our house layout was not conducive to daytime sleeping. So we created a special area in kind of converted an attic space into a sleeping room for him and sort of a man cave. So of course I was never up there. I never went up there. So it was really decorated with him in mind. When it comes down to rooms where both of you are frequently using those rooms, like a kitchen or a living room, you've just got to give and take. And as long as you're really holding space and judgment and respecting the other person's opinions and clarifying by exploring different design styles together, you should be able to come up with a good compromise. Tip number five, a lot of people Men in particular, I will say, have to say, when they're asked what they prefer or how they want the room to look, they will say, I don't care, whatever you want. Okay, so tip number five is very important. Never believe them. <laughs> they care. They may not care about the specific decorative elements. And I mentioned this at the beginning. They may not care what color the drapes are. They may not care, you know, what the coffee table is made of, but I promise you they do care about how that room feels to them. As an interior designer, I know that all those decisions that they don't care about, like the color and the texture of the coffee table, all those actually work together to create the feeling that they desire. So ask them, once again, back to kind of, I think it was tip number two, how do you want to feel in the room? So don't believe them when they say they don't care. Don't just, I've seen a lot of people get in the situation where their partner says they don't care. So that other person just kind of takes over and makes all the decisions. And then after it's done, that other partner that didn't care comes back and they're like, wait, I don't like this. They did care. They care about how it feels at least at a minimum. So explore that. Tip number six, don't make their opinion mean something more than it means. I know it sounds kind of weird, but this is what I did for years. And I've grown a lot in my relationship with my husband, but our tendency is to extrapolate 
a difference in opinion or an I don't like that into meaning something more than it does. So making it mean like, well, he doesn't really care what I want. Or we can't even agree on a sofa color. Maybe we're not a good match. We have this tendency to uh, catastrophize. Like we can't agree on anything. When really, when you take a step back and look at things objectively, this is just one little minor thing that you're disagreeing on. But our brains, in order to protect us, are wired so that when, when he or she tells you, I don't like that, I don't want this in my house, our tendency is to get defensive and to start questioning our relationship. Well, he didn't, you know, they don't care what I want. We can't agree. You know, it can kind of seem all consuming. So just be aware of that. And when someone says they don't like that or they want something else, just take it for what it is. They don't like the chair. It's okay. Let's find one that we both like. Tip number seven, take away the concept of winning and losing. Decorating your home is not a battle. (laughs) It's a sofa, it's a chair, it's a rug. All right, keep it in perspective. It can be really tempting to want to be the one that wins, right? Especially if you're having a difference of opinion. All right, there's no winning or losing. And ultimately, is it more important to be right, which causes conflict, right, and tension, or is it more important to be close? I will choose close every single time. And then my last tip. (laughs) This is a hard one too, man. These these hit home for me. (laughs) Resist the temptation to say, I told you so. (laughs) Although it might feel really good in the moment and you really want to, ultimately it just creates distance. So if you predicted that the sofa wouldn't hold up for five years and you end up being right, your partner knows that. There's no need to point it out. And likewise, be willing to admit when you were wrong. I have such a good time talking about this because I think all of these tips can be extrapolated into like all areas of your relationship. So it's really good just relationship advice in general. But, you know, I know today we're really focusing on when when we have different decorating preferences and decorating styles. If you haven't seen the wagon wheel scene or watched When Harry Met Sally in a while, go back and check it out. I really wanted to include an audio clip of that scene in this episode but I didn't want to get sued for copyright infringement. So go check that out. Remember, it's totally possible to create a home and a space that both of you love if you're just aware of the relationship dynamics and follow these tips. Happy decorating together, and I'll see you next week. If you're a woman physician who loves all things design and decorating, be sure to check out my private Facebook group, House Calls for Physicians, or you can visit my website at www.housecallsforphysicians.com.